Hey guys, welcome to Today's the Day with Zach Anderson. This episode is brought to you by Alchemy Sales Coaching. I hope you guys enjoy. Thank you guys for tuning in as always. I wanted to jump on super quick and let you guys know um, I'm extremely excited to announce that we finally have the top 10 journals live. They're on todaysthedayshop.com. Make sure you go and get yours. These things are perfect. We got them to the T exactly how we want them. It took longer than we were hoping, but they're amazing. I can't wait for you guys to go and implement these practices and develop these habits that have completely changed my life. So go and check out the journals, go and get yours today. Um, and I appreciate you guys. Much love. What up, what up, what up, everybody? Welcome back to Today's the Day with Zach Anderson. I am excited as always for this episode. Before I dive into anything, Mr. London, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you, brother. And I think we're gonna have a lot of fun, but thank you first and foremost for being here. I hope so. No, thank you for making this happen, man. Absolutely, bro. I'm excited. So (laughs) for those of you listening that do not know who we have today, we have Mr. London Lazarson on here. We have a strange uh, history of sorts in a way. Like I've known of you like in a weirdly close manner for a long time, a lot of my life. Um, but real quick to, to kind of go through and, and bio you. So first and foremost, you grew up in, in Orem, Utah, correct? Correct. Yeah. Okay, good deal. Um, you served a mission to Chile to your mission to Chile, which is unbelievable. We've, we've had a lot of people talk about their missions on here. Mm-hmm. You started your first business at 21. Mm-hmm. It was a company called Sticky Sounds, which is a portable speaker company. Um, you ended up being a media manager at Rise Marketing. From there, you went to a marketing, the marketing director at Chamber Media. Um, you grew 3 million followers on your TikTok in one year. Right now you sit at 9.5 million followers. Um, you've hosted the Grammys twice, the red carpet interviews, which is so sick. And I'm excited to kind of hear some stories there. Um, you're currently working on your own movie and you've made, I mean, you've made videos for Disney, Tesla, so on and so forth. So honestly, probably a ton of really fun stories to crack down, which I'm excited to dive into. Yeah. <laughs> First and foremost, though, the kind of the way that, that I like to go and for personal re- I, I like to go kind of get to know people, get in your headspace. So rewinding all the way back to growing up, like catch me up to speed, family life, how many siblings you had. You're the oldest, correct? Yeah. Oldest. Cool. cool. Let, yeah. Let's break it down there. I mean, first off, yeah, I've, I've been a fan, been kind of watching you grow up because you're in between my brother and sister. So it's like, yeah. I just love seeing people do cool things. And so when I saw this podcast, first off, it's popping up everywhere on my phone. So I'm Heck like, yeah. I got to reconnect with this dude, you know, so congrats on everything you're Thank doing you, as well. But yeah, man, the the story, the story starts kind of when I was really little with my dad, you know, my dad, when I was, when I was young, I was always embarrassed to introduce my friends to my dad because he wasn't like <laughs> Mr. Your, Scott. Yeah. Mr. Scott. <laughs> he wasn't like your typical dad like you know he didn't play basketball down at the church he he didn't wear a button up shirt and you know all my friends dads were we're all kind of the, you got to tell everyone what he is cuz I I, yeah, I know yeah. I've met him quite a few times and had the most interesting <laughs> crazy conversations one of the coolest dudes ever but like what do you mean by that not like everyone else's dad how was he what was he like you no know, exactly my my dad you know it's very hard to even understand what he does but he's basically <laughs> like god tier pr god tier agent right he's yeah. connected the biggest brands to the biggest celebrities he's he started larry king's cardiac foundation and through that built a rolodex of celebrities and has just kind of influenced some of your favorite celebrities yeah. you know to do to do better and he's he's you know charity first 
celebrity second. I, and- I'll be so honest. I'm sorry to cut you off. I, so for the last, it's literally been a decade yeah. for a decade, especially in those earlier years, of that decade, I spent a lot of time at your house. Like I, I've met your dad multiple times, had conversations with him. He probably doesn't even remember who I am. Really cool. He'll dude. remember it. That's the thing. That's the magic of Scott. That's amazing. He does not forget anybody and he does not forget what they do. But in all of that time, if someone were to be like, yo, what is like, what, is, what does their dad do? I'd be like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I have no idea. He knows people. I think like he, he like, yeah. that's what I would say is he somehow knows everyone. And he had these, st- yeah, really cool dude, but sorry, sorry. No, to cut no off. worries. But yeah. Scott's cut me off man. more. Yeah. So I think I, I didn't realize until what I'm doing now, but my story really started then, you know, I was, I'll, I'll jump the gun a little bit. My, my dad had this crazy idea when I was 15 and he mm. was like, we should take disgruntled celebrities and take them to a crazy country and make them do charity for a month. And he sold a show. He sold a TV show that never aired. But the first episode was with Paris Hilton right after no she got way. out of prison. And I went and lived in Guatemala with Paris Hilton for three weeks when no. I was 15. <laughs> no way. And that's just the you type of so way he's on. I was like, Paris Hilton, like what? And you know, and, and here's an even funnier story when we were like, we're still connected. We follow each other. I just saw her at the Grammys. We talk, you know, we're, we're on first name basis. I, there I you hate go. When, I, I like hate it. when people say that, but you know, it is what it is. And, uh, <laughs> she always told me she was going to name her first kid London. She lied to me. She just, she's about to have her first kid and its name is Come Phoenix. Come on, Paris. Paris. Phoenix. Paris. Wrong city there. Wrong Paris. city there. Wrong. Yeah. A couple miles off. Yeah. <laughs> a few countries. But That's amazing. I kind of, I, I, I love my childhood, dude. Uh, it really built, it really built up my, my mentality of like, you can do whatever you want. I I've been yeah. in, I've been in so many rooms of like really high performing people where I'm just like, I can't go back to Utah and be normal. Yeah. Normal. Right. Yeah. Uh, normal is an illusion, but I, I, I got to see a lot of firsthand success from my dad's friends. Outside of the mold. Outside like, of the mold, yeah, like outside cool. of U, you know, Utah yep. and what, what was kind of deemed normal here. And so I kind of always had this chip on my shoulder, as corny and dumb as it sounds, to like be something bigger than, than my immediate circle and, yeah. and just send it over and over and over again. And so, yeah, the second I got home from my mission, I was like, I'm starting a business. Yeah. You know, that was kind of, that was kind of the first thing was, uh, it really, really vibed with entrepreneurship and just, you know, and, and it's just so funny looking back at my business partner. I told him, I said, if we just do one thing every day, we'll, we'll probably be millionaires. That was kind of our thesis statement. Just one thing That's towards the business. That was you guys strategy. have a strategy meeting and on the whiteboard, it's just like, it just says do one thing every day. Seriously. <laughs> do dope. one thing towards the business every day. And <laughs> and we'll make it. But I think just to wrap up that thought, it's, it is, it is my childhood. It really is my dad and and my mom. And just, I don't know if they did it on purpose, but they in, you know, they hammered it over and over and over again. Don't be normal. Yeah. Do something stupid, do something crazy and and just keep, keep doing it. You know, never, um, like, I don't know many parents that when you're, you know, you're 12 years old, they're like, don't go to college. Yeah. You know, I, I just haven't experienced that too much. And totally. I'm not, I'm not, I would never say don't go to college. You know, if that's, yeah. if that's part of you and you, what, what you want to do, do it. 
But just to have a parent be like, hey, you know, college really isn't for everybody. Yeah. And, you know, I'm 12 and I'm like, that's, that's what you do. Yeah, you, <laughs> you have know? to. Like that's- so I'm already thinking out of, outside of the box at a really young age. And it, it was kind of hard to actually fit in with some of my friends who were on this trajectory trajectory of just doing kind of status quo, you know, yeah, I can see that. It's kind totally of, it's kind that. of against the grain. You've seen that in Zoe, Yep. you know, Zoe from the day she graduated high school was an Instagrammer, like one of the first literally like, Instagrammers. Like, yeah. One of the first before it was a thing. Like she told me, I remember I was, uh, I was 18 and she said a brand just paid me a thousand dollars to post an Instagram. And I was like, and you're like, what? <laughs> I don't think I'd made a thousand dollars ever, ever. <laughs> and I mean, Zoe it has shaped, has shaped the way I look at money. Yeah. You know, how is it possible that there are people on earth that make $40,000 from doing one thing that takes five minutes? Yeah. And then there's people that take a whole year to make for it. Like, how is that possible? Yeah. And so I got to see that kind of when I was growing up and I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. You know, are you kidding? There's that type of money out in the world. It's so And crazy. when your sister does it, you're like, I got it. I got I got I can it. do it way better. Like, got if you got a thousand, that, yeah. I can get way more than a thousand. I mean, <laughs> to Zoe. I, I love Zoe. Yeah, she's I love her too. one of my best friends, um, especially early on. She's awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, gr- I mean, growing up, obviously you had your dad, which was crazy. What, like, what was the rest of the dynamic of growing up? You're, you're the oldest of how many? I'm the oldest of five. So oldest of five. Three, three boys. Uh, two girls. And I just told this story the other day. This just came to mind. And this is just the cockiest douchebag story you could ever tell, but it's kind of funny now. Okay. So my dad worked for the CEO of a, of, of a huge company here, here in Utah, new skin. And he was building her charity mm. and she had a private jet. And that's what we flew from the time I was like eight to like 14. We flew private. And I remember my dad goes, Hey, we're going to Hawaii with, you know, the company, but we're flying commercial. And when I heard commercial, I was like, they're filming it like (laughs) the commercial, like other people. And yeah, that was, it's so sad to say, but up until that point, we had only, we'd only flown, flown private because of my dad's work. That's nutty. You know? And it's like, it's like, is there any other kid in Utah that had experienced that? Right. It's it's just, Again, I don't care. It's not like you have to fly private to be cool. It was just really funny. I, I vividly remember my dad saying, and we were flying commercial. And I'm like, no idea what that means. And then, you know, you have to go sit on the plane with a bunch of peasants. Go through security. Oh, yeah, exactly. Peasants. Well, here's the thing with that. Like as a little kid, I feel like you can internalize that one of two ways. You can internalize that and become entitled, or you can internalize that and be like, I w- like, that's how I want to live. Like, Obviously yeah. most people don't live that way. So there's a gap here and I need to go close that gap in a way. Right? No, that that's facts. Like I, I always, tr- I try to be humble. I try to, you know, not be entitled to anything. Nobody's entitled to anything. And yeah, just, I think just experiencing kind of the top and the bottom, right? Because there, there was a time my dad got cancer, like halfway through that. And like, we were on welfare. Yeah. So I always, I always tell this to my parents. I'm so happy for the hard times. Yeah. I'm so happy that I got to see what it looks like to live as a multimillionaire. Yeah. You know, we weren't, Yeah. It was, it was literally the, it was literally the best incubator that you could have for success because look, we're not the multimillionaires. My family isn't, but you're close but enough we, to we're, see it. We're close enough to live it. Yeah. So I got to keep a little bit of the humility while still experiencing the success. Yeah. And then we lost it all. Yeah. You know, my dad got very sick and we had to, he couldn't work. And, 
And so I, I didn't realize that until I was older that I got to experience, you know, severe lows and, and highs that most people on earth will never experience. Yeah. Which is so, that's such a like blessing in disguise in the moment. You're like, heck yeah. Like Hawaii on the jet. That's sick. And now it's like, that's such a, such a blessing. And then on the flip side, the other side's a blessing as well. And diving into that just a little bit, like what was the dynamic for just everyday things? So your dad gets sick, you've lived like this crazy lifestyle. And then obviously there's a flip 180, right? Like there's no benefit, there's no perks of work when you can't work obviously. Right. And then (laughs) even more, yeah, even more important than that too. Like that's like a scary situation in general that changes how everybody moves about their day. Regardless that changes how family dinner, I'm assuming, right. How families dinners are and everything. Um, what was that like that mood shift and that change in dynamic, just day to day life when that was going down? Yeah. I mean, I was still, I was still really young to even understand, you know, it was how just, old were you? I, I had to have been like 11 or 12, yeah, yeah. you know, 12, 13, somewhere around there. But yeah, it was just, you, you know, you got to see your parents suffer, but you also, you also, st- you're still the age where you think your parents are superheroes. You know, yeah. you know we, how we have that age where our parents are perfect. Yep. They, can't, they can't do any wrong. Exactly. And so I was still in that phase and I was like, well, my dad, will, he'll bounce back. Yeah. You know, he'll make it. It's okay. <laughs> and I mean, you know, thank goodness he did. Right. Uh, he overcame his cancer. And, and I think the, the one, the one takeaway I had there was my dad never, n- my dad never backed down from doing his own thing. Yeah. And that's something that I've had to, I've had to come to terms with as an adult doing, you know, my own businesses is like when times get tough, you don't go get a job to make ends meet. Yeah. You don't turn around and reset. Yeah. And, and give up everything. You, you grind towards. harder for, to, you know, to get the life back that you, that you had or to get the clients back that you had. So like, for example, you, you know, we've gone through droughts where we don't have any brand deals, you know, yeah. on TikTok, And it's like, you know, I'm laying in bed with my wife. Should I start applying for jobs? Yeah. And you know, and the answer is always no. Yeah. Send more emails. Yeah. Send more DMs. Yeah. Just make it happen. Make, make it happen. Make, make what you want happen versus, versus backtracking. So that, that was a really cool lesson I learned from my dad's like cancer, losing kind of his high level jobs or whatever. And the second he was done, he was like starting my own charity. I don't need to do it for anybody else but myself. And that's kind of where the show started to formulate. Yeah. he started a foundation called what if, you know, the IF, uh, the interface foundation and, um, close that down a couple of years after that. But yeah, like do not, do not back down from your vision for when, sure. when times are tough. Super. Rad. Don't go get a job just cause you need money. Yeah. yeah that, that's odd. I mean, that's dude, that's such a unique to have that as like an example. Firsthand is so unique. That's so cool. Yeah. And that's amazing advice. Like that is some of the best advice ever. Um, okay. So then I, moving on, moving on past that, <laughs> living with Paris Hilton as a teenager, <laughs> serving a mission in, in Chile, right? How, yeah. how was that? That that's a two year experience. Everyone kind of touches on that a little bit on yeah. here. Cause we have a lot of people who've served missions. Yeah, dude. You know, I always, I, I always say this, that the, the, the mission shaped me as a businessman. You know, I remember, I remember I got, I got there and I was like, I'm going to become a businessman. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think that the two things I took away from my mission were, was structure and consistency, you know, which are two of the most important lessons you can learn. Dude, to this day, I, I kind of still live the, the mission, the mission life. I wake up at five 30 every single day, you know, I'm done, done with the gym, done with my studies, you know, by seven, 
Yeah. And then I'm, I'm working, yep. you know, I'm just, I'm just at it. I'm, I'm just grinding. And I've kind of had this, I've, I've had a little bit of a mental shift recently about that is I, I I've been too strict. Yeah. You know, I, I haven't, I haven't allowed like the flow. I haven't allowed like my energy to shift away from such intense structure. But at yeah. the same time, I'm so thankful because that intense structure got me to where I am on, on socials and as, as a business person. For sure. So that, that was invaluable information. I'm not suggesting to anybody watching, go on a mission, learn, whether or not you believe in it and to, to be a businessman, there's other ways. <laughs> but that for me was like, was, was just huge. And you know, I, I, I loved it. I loved, I loved every day out there and, uh, yeah. Uh, That's insane. Amazing. Like yeah. we, we do the craziest things as young people, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm 29 now Yeah, and, uh, I'm like, there is not a single thing <laughs> on planet earth that I would sign up for, for two years. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I think for about real. that all the time. I have so much respect for people who serve missions. That is so like, what? That's amazing. Like, I mean, even that's... look at you with Vivint. Like if somebody came to you when you started and was like, you have to do this for two years every day, you would not be here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, exactly. Like, it's, it's, it's kind of it's, insane, it, but it's amazing. Like the fact that that happens so frequently is so cool to me. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Cool. It is cool. So then directly off your mission, like it's not like right as you were home is when you tried to go, you're like, okay, I'm starting a company, portable charger company. What's the story behind that? Well, the, the story, I, I, again, I'm trying to get all my stories out for this podcast cause I don't get to tell these stories. So well, this let's one's, hear, let's hear them. This is the story. You, you take your time cause I'm interested <laughs> okay. and I'm excited. So this is the story at how I almost became the real life Billy Madison. You know, Billy Madison, <laughs> I do know. he has Billy to go Madison. back to school and, yep. and he has to go back to like high school, kindergarten. So I, you know, I just came off my Mormon vacation. So I'm like, kind of, I'm kind of trying to fit that mold. You know, all of my friends, they're going to college. So mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm going to go to college. Yeah. So I walk into UVU and I'm signing up. I'm signing up with the administrator, whatever the admissions lady. And yeah. she goes, okay, you know, you've been gone for X amount of time. That means you have to take a math test. And I'm like, oh gosh, like, perfect. I'm so bad, dude. I'm dumb. Like I'm dumb, dumb. When it comes to books, I am dumb, dumb, like dumbest. And I take this math test. She gets, she immediately gets the results. You know, it's like on the computer or whatever. She prints out this thing and just the energy, you know, how you can feel the energy. Like you, she doesn't you just want have, to have the conversation. She doesn't want to have the conversation. I know I'm stupid and I'm just waiting for her to tell me that. So she goes, Hey, yeah. Um, we got your results back and, um, yeah, great. <laughs> First off, great job. <laughs> we don't offer. Good effort. Yeah. Good effort. We don't offer your level of math. And there was that, you know, 1% of me that was like, Am I a genius? Like, like, am I like, life. am I in like grad school math now? Like what? Like what just happened? And she's like, you're going to have to go take math at Pleasant Grove High School. No. <laughs> and I go, how deep are we into the, you know, admissions process? And she's like, oh, you're already in the system. All you need to do is pay your first check. And I said, withdraw everything. Yeah. So within, within probably two hours of getting signed up for classes, I had already quit. That's got to be one of the quickest dropout stories I've heard. I made it two semesters. Well, I had to, I'd, I'd done a year before my mission. Oh, so you beat me. All right. So, well, or no, did, I had done, did. I did one semester. I did one semester so I before. Beat you. you beat me. Okay. <laughs> um, but I had signed up for the, for the second, that you know, so, so this would have been my, yeah. So I, I literally walk out of there and 
I said, it's time, it's time to start a business. I call my, and this is just a crazy term of events. Like you talk about opening up like your energy and who you are to the world to like let in whatever's going to come, come. Yeah. I, I call my best friend. And I say, let's go longboard Provo Canyon. You've done that. Oh, absolutely. It's that, the thing to that's do. That's the ultimate head clear. You got it. Uh, exactly. You have a tough week, you go board the canyon. So I call him. I'm like, yeah, I just dropped out of school. He's like, what? You just signed up today, right? I'm like, yeah, we're He's done. Like, he checks his calendar. He's like, isn't today like a mission day? <laughs> right. like, yeah. So we're, we're riding down the canyon. I think this was probably a day or two later. We're riding down the canyon and we're sitting on one of those benches, kind of chilling. And I hear music coming around the corner and I'm like, that's interesting. A dude with a speaker, like a Bose speaker, duct taped to his longboard, just flies by us. Immediately knew what we had. I immediately had the idea. I was like, Bracken, to my best friend, we need to make a speaker that can mount to anything. And that kid wrote on. And within two, two weeks of that, we had, we had schematics. Bracken had learned CAD work to design the molds. And we went and knocked doors in Canberra Heights. You know oh, that rich know neighborhood? You know Canberra Heights? I know Canberra Rock. I used to throw up there all the time running laps, running that yeah. hill. Oh, yeah, yeah. And within, within about three weeks, we had a dude who uh, told us he'd give us $20,000 to put into this idea. And, you know, $20,000 as a 21-year-old person. I, I had probably $150 to my name. You thought you were a millionaire. I'm like, we did it. We did it, dude. We just made it. That $20,000 turned into a full investment of about 150 k And we ran that company from, you know, this, this little idea. He flew us to China. We got a manufacturer. Mm-hmm. We built 10,000 speakers with the initial investment. And then we just went to town. We went to town selling them. We made a ton of mistakes. I had never heard the, or understood the term marketing. I didn't know what that was. I didn't know you spend money to make money. Yeah. I, I, I literally had no idea. I'm a 21-year-old. Concept is foreign. Concept is foreign until about two years into it, right? And so we ran that company. From day one, we ran that company into the ground. It was the slowest decline steady of failure that I've ever experienced in my life. And there's a, there's a funny story about how tobacco saved our business. So this is how tobacco saved (laughs) my business. We had a speaker company, a speaker company. We had $1,000 left in our business account. Well, I mean, we are at the end. We are at the end unless yeah. we keep spe- selling speakers, right? Because yep. we would show up to pop-up shops and sell, you know, 20, 30 speakers, make a couple of grand and then dip, you know, but that was a grind. So me and my business partner and our investor were kind of closing down shops. And I get this email from Marlboro Cigarettes. And this lady, never forget her name, Lauren. Lauren writes me, hey, we want to buy 5,000 units. No way. And can I do some quick math? Yeah, please. Uh, 5,000 units. We were selling them. You at, cried. We were, yeah, we were selling them at wholesale for 35. So 5,000 times 35, 175K. And we're like, holy That's shit. Ticket. That's our ticket. We didn't sell our 5,000 speakers at the end. I think we sold maybe 1,000. Yeah. Maybe 1,000. But that, whatever that ticket was, kept us alive for another year. Yeah. We were able to start spending money on Facebook. We started getting some sales in. And, you know, eventually that ran dry. And I don't think the market was ready for a speaker that attached to GoPro mounts. Yeah. I don't think there was enough uses for it. But man, every single dollar I have ever made in my life has come from the experiences that I learned 
from sticky sounds. That's amazing. I love, see, that's the stuff, that's the stuff I love, dude. That's the gold. And honestly, so breaking that down from the beginning to break it down, there's a few things there that people need to realize are, are what makes people turn into anomalies. Because like my biggest thing with this podcast, we have a lot of people on here where a lot of listeners or just a lot of people in general, they go and they categorize themselves in different categories from these people. And it's not that you're you're in a different category, but definitely the way you either look at things or how you handle them is very different. Number one, a lot of people probably took that math class at PG high school. They probably walked in, <laughs> even though it went against everything they cared to do, and they probably did. That's number one. Number two, a lot of people aren't open to receiving, oh, holy shit, that that could be an idea. Like we should run with that. Like that could be an idea. A lot of people aren't even open to be like, Oh, the dude riding by with the duct tape speaker is a potential ticket out. Right. And then most importantly of all of it, where most people fall off, because a lot of people or some people probably do, they're like, Oh, that'd be a great idea. Most people don't ever do anything about it. They're not within two weeks figuring out the CAD design. They're not going and spending money. And I promise you from experience, majority of people are not knocking doors cold calling people to go and raise right like that right. that's what's impressive that's what's cool and that's what I, I think that and that's also where you got the opportunity to go learn the lessons that, that that have done you so much good in in the future yeah right had 100%. you not done any one of those things you're not you're not where you are today at all 100%. you're not you didn't learn those lessons maybe you were fortunate enough to get another chance to go learn those lessons yeah. and then you did the right things but no like that's that's, I mean, that's where success is yeah. rooted, isn't success is rooted in failures. And like some people would look at that as a failure. And then even more important after the fact, like you could call it a failure because eventually yeah. your, your funds bled dry. Yeah. Right. But <laughs> yeah. then you, you took that as like a learning experience rather than a failure and being like, okay. Yeah. Maybe the entrepreneur life isn't for me. I should go take that math class two years later. Yeah. I should go back to college, you know, and I look, I, Here's, yeah, I don't know where I got this thought process, but with, with sticky sounds, I'm what, 23 now and it's closed. Yeah. And all, you know, all the haters, all my buddies from high school who are working at doTERRA, you know, doing, doing their thing. They secretly, we're so glad to see it not they were, work They're so glad to they see it not so work. They were so stoked to not see it work. But I have this badge, you know, ingrained in me that they, they, that they don't, right? I have a failed funded product. Yeah. And I also learned very quickly that businessmen, like businessmen, like people you have on your podcast, like Todd Peterson, they love a failed business idea. They love to hear about your failures. They like, I, I remember, um, can't remember his name, but I just remember right after it was, it was failed. They were like, these, these are the stories that are going to take you farther than your successes. Oh yeah. And, so then I just kind of started marketing myself as a failed businessman on LinkedIn yeah. a couple of years later and people ate that up. You capitalized on they, it. They couldn't believe, they couldn't believe that I'm just so willing to be like, you know, I remember one of my very first LinkedIn posts, it did, it did like 15,000 views, which on LinkedIn is, is, is pretty good. And I, the, the title was how I ran, how I ran a business into the ground, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I don't see many CEOs doing that. And I love those stories. So I, th- I think the moral moral is there's no such thing as fails. There's for me, there's no such thing as a failure or a success. Yeah. It's just part of your story. Exactly. And, and failures are typically way more interesting. They keep people on the they're edge so of their seat. They're, they're fun. 
And yeah, pretty much everything I did after that failed until TikTok. There you <laughs> go. I like it. So then, so then there, you're 23 years old. You've now, you've now, for, for lack of a better term, ran that company into the ground, right? <laughs> Had a great experience doing it. Right. Um, now what? So it's, it's, it's just so weird how connected life is and how if you look for the if then statements, if I do X, X will happen because I'm selling sticky sounds at a show and this dude walks into my booth and I kind of get this vibe from him. Like he's going to start roasting me or something. He was kind of like, he was intensely, so our speakers were triangles. They looked like a stealth bomber or whatever. And he was intensely analyzing our speaker. I'm like, dang it, you know? And he comes up to me. He's like, Hey, I'll give you $10,000 to run on Facebook ads. And you give me 20% of what we make. And I was like, had no idea what that meant. I was like, let's do it. So we do this partnership. This is right before it all failed. Yeah. It doesn't work. We can't really sell speakers. And, but me and this dude kind of vibed. We kind of became friends. So fast forward two years after that, he Mm -hmm. hired me as his director of marketing at Chamber Media. Which is big time. That's awesome. So you know what I mean? Yeah. Imagine if I hadn't taken the risk to start this company, I wouldn't have had one of the most beneficial jobs of my life. Yeah. So in a way you could say I started Sticky Sounds to become a a creative director at an ad agency. Yeah. And people don't see that. All people see is money in and money out. Yeah. They see, they, they would say, I spent this much money on this product and I didn't make any back. And that is it. And for me, for me, I spent all that money on the product so that I could meet this dude, so that I could become creative director, so that I could sell the biggest brand deals any TikToker has ever sold. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's it's all connected in between that. So in between closing down sticky sounds and the creative director, the market director of marketing, it's kind of a vague what I did, but I did some more sales. Did you know this? I didn't actually, I had no idea you did this at at all. Dude, you did after Sticky Sounds, you did summer sales yep. for a year. How long? I did. So I, I worked for a summer sales company for two years. It was Pest Control. Okay. And I did one summer. So On first, the doors. On the doors. Oh, that's amazing. On the doors. That's amazing. Dude, the Full only reason circle. I have 9 million on TikTok is because of summer sales. And we'll get to that. I hope you guys are enjoying this episode so far. It was brought to you by Alchemy Sales Coaching. Now, I typically don't run ads, um, but I feel very strongly about Alchemy Sales Coaching. I started doing one-on-one coaching with Doug back in 2019, and since then, I have gone and not only blown up my career and my earnings, um, but it's really helped me through just the ups and downs of life. Now, the reason I feel so strongly about Alchemy is because it's a group of individuals not only focusing on furthering their sales career, but they're diving deep into inner work. Um, and becoming the best version of yourself so you can show up and be the best version of yourself. Um, Not only that, if you have any interest in doing any one-on-one coaching with me, I exclusively do all of my one-on-one coaching through Alchemy. Um, So for full access to me, go and check out Alchemy. I think you'll absolutely love it. It's alchemysalescoaching.com. We will also go and post um, the links in our bio and on stories, et cetera. So go check it out. I was so enthralled in marketing because I failed so bad. And I was like, I have to figure out marketing and advertising from yeah. Sticky Sounds, right? Yeah. So I picked up a camera and I started filming and we opened up a production shop called Snapback Media House with one of my best friends. That failed. But we had some really big wins. Like I remember we had a client pay us $8,000 and I was like, <laughs> $8,000, you know? Yeah. And through that, I got some camera skills. And then I'm like, 
what if I could just get a few clients? You know, and you start doing the math. You're like, what if I can get one client at $1,000 a month? That's $1,000 a month. But what if I have two for $1,000 a month? Okay, now I'm making This goes grand. back to the PG high school math, <laughs> right? We can, we can break it down PG style. I like it. And I started doing kind of the <laughs> economics of it. And I'm like, if I can get three clients for $500 a month, which is nothing for big companies, that is pennies, I can survive. And that's what I did. So I show up to, I, I see this Facebook post, Rise Marketing needs a cameraman. And I show up, first question the CEO asks me, do you have camera gear? You got your own camera gear? I didn't have any camera gear. I didn't have any money to buy camera gear. I said, yep. And he said, perfect. You're coming to Costa Rica on Monday. It was Friday. Oh. I had two days to, I mean, you know how expensive cameras are. Like, you've yeah, got cameras. Yeah, it's nice. like you're talking like $3,000 for a body. Yeah. And then you're talking another $1,500 for a lens. I have $14 in my bank account. Oh, God. So... <laughs> I've put myself in this hole. I'm not telling anybody who's listening to lie to people, but I am saying do what it freaking takes to get to where you want to go. So I say, yes, I'm dating. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, no, I'm married already at this point. And my, my wife goes, I can sell my, I can sell my Disney stock. Her, so her grandpa way back in the day bought Disney stock and for a thousand bucks. And at the time, then it was like 15 grand. And I go, let's do it. She literally Your wife's the MVP, She is the MVP. And I, Your I, wife is the MVP. She reminds me of this. She took out $8,000 from her stock and I bought all my camera gear and I showed up, crushed that job. He hired me full-time as his, as his cameraman. Uh, I, 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 if he listens to this, I'm, I'm glad you heard this story because I, I don't think I've ever told him that I lied to him. Yeah. And I'm sure he would love to hear that. Yeah. Right. I'm, yeah. Sure, I, I'm sure. I'm really, sure he'd be happy. I'm, I'm sure he'd be sure, happy yeah. he did that because it really flourished into an amazing partnership. That's amazing. And I learned all the right camera skills. I learned how to run ads. I learned kind of the whole, the whole nine yards. And I did that for two years, did, did a summer in between there. I wasn't the best, I wasn't the best salesman. Mm -hmm. I was, and you know, you know what got me, what really got in my head. And mm -hmm. I'm curious, I'm actually curious to hear yeah. from you about this is I felt too cool for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, I hadn't done anything cool with my life yet. Yeah. And still there was like this demon in the back of my head, like London, what the hell are you doing, bro? You are better than this. Yeah. I don't care how much money you're making. You are destined for something bigger. Yeah. And I couldn't, I could not shake that. And I feel like you're too cool for sales. <laughs> no, I'm, def <laughs> I'm definitely not. Sales whooped my ass, yeah. right? Still does. But you know like, what I mean, like what, yeah. like what would you say to that? Uh, the best advice I ever got, because I felt that my second year. So I've done seven. Uh, I'm on my seventh year. Seven? Yeah, seven. Long time. Seven summers? Long time. I know. I know. And after year two, that was like a big thing for me. I'm like, and my guys get this. They're like, well, dude, like you want to sell forever. I don't want to sell forever. And like, I feel trapped in this, which is the craziest thing. Cause it's an unbelievable opportunity. It's like, no, yeah, it's, it is totally. It's, it's gotta be something where you are. You just weren't where your feet were. Like you got to be where your feet are. And if you were yeah. where your feet were, the best thing you could do is whatever that demon is, tell it to shut up and just go do what's in front of you. <laughs> right. And then once you go and do that, if you want to go at the end of summer and evaluate like, okay, there's like a different path for me. That's phenomenal. That's great. But most times people are so farsighted and yeah. they're so, they're so out of body. That they're like, I want to start a company. It's like, well, great. What idea do you have? Like, yeah. awesome. Like, yeah. what have you done to start that company? Nothing. So as of right now, the best thing you can be doing is exactly what you're doing. 
right? So I'd say, yeah, like Matt, like being present, being where your feet are is no, the best facts. way to go and figure that that's out. That's like such an easy answer. Like, I feel like a dumbass for even that. Like, no, but dude, that's yeah, the most like, common and yeah. it happens to me every year. And then the next thing is just perspective. If you look at it as a burden, you look at it as, as like, you're too good for, it's like, no, you're not too good for anything first off in any situation. But second True. off, it's like, frankly, the opportunity is probably too good for you. If your perspective is that way, think about how grateful somebody from different life circumstances, a different <laughs> country would be to have the opportunity to go do exactly the act you're doing, whatever that might be, whether you totally. have a nine to five job, you're not grateful for anything, change your perspective. Like, yeah. That's what I, that would be my, my should have sold with you, bro. We would have had fun. Let's do this. When, 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 when are you shipping out? When are you shipping I think out? at like this point weeks? now, you've got your stuff. You keep riding your wave. If, it, if you fail this one They'd too. be like, why the hell is the kid from Home Alone knocking on my door? Sell me Vivid. Like, it's been a rough, it's been a rough decade for him. <laughs> we got into math. I had the That's amazing. No, so, so your door to door experience then yeah. that you, you had the demons, man. Everyone has them. Like that's the, that, that right there is why you can make so much in door-to-door because right. it's mentally can, yeah. such a struggle totally. and everyone, dude, even with where I'm at, like I have, I still, like I still have people like, oh, how much longer are you going to do it? And I'm like, what? <laughs> if I was a doctor making a fourth of what I'm making you right do now, forever. you would never ask yeah. me. Yeah. You'd be like, dang, that's sick. And you'd plan you me went for to med it. school. Exactly. And you it's like, do it for 65 years. It's crazy. Like, yeah, it's crazy, but I, I, I love it. And that that's what I would say is perspective's everything. And like, so that summer then, you went out, you had the demons, everything. Did you finish the summer? Yeah, so I got, I did, because uh, what's the summer? Like 100 days typically, but a did little bit Did you leave now. before the date you set to leave? I got pulled out because they needed video content with like four weeks to go or something like that. That's am- What did you learn that summer? That's like- Dude, I learned every, like everything I am now, I can relate it back to like the, the things my- it, managers taught me at correlation is that what it's called correlation, correlation gosh yep. dude that gives me ptsd bro That's amazing dude so i'll jump the gun a little bit with this lesson that yeah. changed the way i looked at social because up until this point by the way through every story i've told on this podcast i was trying to make it on social yeah the whole time yeah posting on my own doing dumb videos the whole entire time And your sister was crushing it zoe was crushing it always jealous of her and I was always your ego her. was hit. My ego, my 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 ego was hitting. I wasn't. I wasn't ever. At, there's Discouraged. zero animosity towards her. Absolutely. I was always supporting her. But you have that chip on like, your, that permanent chip. <laughs> like yeah. she's cashing in like 40k, 55k, 15k, 30k, and I'm like three dollars, four dollars, <laughs> four for four at Wendy's. <laughs> like, oh, I know the four for so four. So he's literally traveling the world and I'm buying a four for four at Wendy's. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know exactly. I know exactly. So what the you whole mean. time I'm trying to get on her level and I, I like li- li- the two inspirations of why I am is, is my dad and Zoe. Yeah. Uh, they, we need them both on here. We really do. We need Dude, to do a little Lazarson I'm gonna, circle. You need to get my dad on because he has not ever spoken publicly about his stories and his stories are get him on. We'll get him on. We'll get him on. So my, and, and let me preface this. I knew nothing about sales, like door to door. I knew nothing. And the first thing my guy told me was if you look at a hundred doors, there's like one or two sales in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, like if we could lay out a hundred doors here, all you have to do is knock them yep. and, and then you'll get two sales. Yep. And you know, for the most part that was true. Mm-hmm. Right. And is that kind of something that still is kind of the mindset? Yeah, okay. there's a few things that can get in the way of it. Totally. Like yourself. You can, you yeah, can, yourself. You can be a dick and those two people aren't going to want to buy from you. But yes, absolutely, it's a numbers game. Totally. Total total numbers game. So when 
I set out to do TikTok. I was like, I applied that same mentality. Out of every hundred videos I post, there are two crazy bangers. And that is still true to this day. Every hundred videos, something hits 20, 30, 40, 50, 70 million views. That's so golden. And that you have to understand the re so what that is, that's called the that's called the law of averages, which which translates to everything's a numbers game, which translates to what you hear over and over with Will Smith and everybody. As long as you don't quit, you can't lose. Right. And like if you just go long enough, you'll hit success. But too many people put conditions on success and they're like, well, if in my first 40 videos I get a banger, then this is for me. And if I don't, I'm right. not going to. But they don't understand. Like those two videos might come number 99 and 100. 100%. Or they might come number 86 and 92. Or worse, they come on your first one and then you do a, exact, a 200 video drought. Exactly. Or you get four bangers in a row and then you go 200 with nothing. Exactly. But you go average that out over the, like that is the law of averages. And like the laws apply as much as any other law, the law of gravity, everything else. Like totally. that is the law of averages. That is a real thing. And it applies in any space. Totally. So that's so sick. You, totally. you like took that lesson. I, I try and hammer that into my guys. A lot of my guys, Dude. believe it or not, I have a big Florida group out in Tampa. Yeah. Shout out to the Florida boys. You know who you are. <laughs> trying to go make it on TikTok. And Let's I, go, boys. Cracks, cracks me up. Hey, we give them it. shit. We give them shit for it, bro. <laughs> Those are the boys, though. Numbers game, boys. Keep cranking. It's, it's a numbers game. So- <laughs> Just to, just to complete the story, dude. So I do, I do the summer sales thing and I come back for the summer. I'm still doing videos for this, this client. And I get a call from the dude who helped me on sticky sounds. And he says, Hey, we've got a marketing position Let's open. Go. What are you up to? And I'm like, I'm coming over, quit that job immediately. Went and got my dream job and did that for two years. We made thousands of ads. We spent hundreds of millions of dollars behind these ads, not my company, but my clients. Right. Yeah. And I got to see what a real production looks like. Yeah. I got to hire actors. I got to direct actors. I got to act myself. Mm -hmm. I got to write scripts. I got to edit commercials. You're like full submersion. Just full submersion. I got to see, the most important thing was I got to see what online behavior looks like. Meaning, how much money do you have to spend to get somebody to buy something? How Mm -hmm. much money do you have to spend to get somebody to follow? Mm. And I just kind of learned the algorithms. And then I go, holy shit, I can do this for myself. Yeah. I, I can literally be that influencer, that creator that I always because wanted to be. Because you had so much data backing it that you're like, it, 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 yeah, it's it works. It's easy. It works. Easy. Yeah, exactly. That's so So sick. we hire this kid. His name is Dan Spencer. He is a big TikToker here in Utah. He has like 1.7 million. And we're, I'm directing his commercial. He's in, he's in the ad yep. and we're, we're on lunch break. And he goes, yeah, I mean, I just hit a million on TikTok. Yeah. And I was like, I had never met somebody with a million on anything. Yeah. I didn't know what TikTok was. Yeah. You know, this was February of 2020. So musically and TikTok had merged. Yep. Summer still of fresh. 2019. Yep. And it was still cringy, dude. Yeah. Like if you were on TikTok back then, you're at the bottom of the ocean. I remember that. I don't know where the f- transition happened. I must have missed it. It was me. I'm just kidding. It was, it was <laughs> you. Once London kidding. was on there, <laughs> shit got cool. So um, That's amazing. He tells me this just kind of like offhand. He has no idea that I'm grinding. So at that point, I was posting a new sketch comedy on Instagram every day. And I had set the goal that summer. So summer of 2019, right when TikTok merged, I was like, 
I'm going to be big on Instagram. Mm-hmm. That was kind of the goal. I mm-hmm. wanted to hit 10,000 on, on Instagram. And again, numbers don't mean anything. Don't worry about vanity. Worry about the value you're adding to people's life, whether you're posting about summer sales, whether you're a comedian, whether you're a chef, worry about the value and the numbers will follow. Exactly. And I didn't understand that at this point, but I was like, I'm going to do a hundred days straight. And I'm talking like key and peel scenes, like where I have mics and I have camera and I have a director and I've got your cameraman. And I did every that day, every day for a hundred days, like oh my, my summer. Gosh. So yeah. instead of doing summer sales, I'm doing Instagram. There you go. And I had 800 followers and I hit 2000 by the end of the summer. And I was beat. I was like, this is not for me. That's the lowest return on effort. You could probably know. <laughs> like said. shout out to you for cranking it and finishing like for real. But like that has got to be. That sad. means every day. What is that? What? Someone help. That's not in PG I don't know math. Because I'd you probably know. be PG that's math too. Math. However, Matt, it's you're like getting like two 10. followers a day. That's amazing. No, no, it's twenty. It's twenty, 20 followers, followers a day. day. Twenty followers for a full production video. Okay, yeah. sorry, I had and to, scripts and ideas. I had to. Yeah, that's so. Yeah, crazy. twenty. I did that for twenty followers. And then a you day. hear this kid nonchalantly throw out, uh, "Yeah, I've got a million on." Well, so I had stopped. So from August of 2019 to February, I had completely given up. Mm. I had. I decided. I didn't have the personality. I I knew I had the work ethic to do anything I wanted, but I decided people just didn't vibe with me. I didn't have any more ideas and I I had just given up. I meet this kid, million on TikTok. And you talk about ego. Yeah. I go to his page and he's lip syncing after I had just done a hundred days of full productions <laughs> and you're lip syncing and a million people are watching you with a ring light. I those not videos, even no ring light. Not even, dude, I don't think those were a thing yet. Now they are. I mean, now, yeah. now people crush those lip syncing videos. So, you know, I swallow my pride and I'm just like, T- just, t- just tell me anything, bro. And he kind of gets into it. And so that, that kind of prepares me for what happens next. My buddy, a really good friend of mine who had been in some of those yeah. tic, uh, those Instagrams had moved to LA because he wanted to be an actor. Mm-hmm. But TikTok happened for him too. And he hit 2 mm. million. Mm. So I flew him out to Utah. And I was living in my in-law's basement. <laughs> and he stayed with us, me and my wife and this random TikToker <laughs> from LA. And oh. he, he, taught, he taught me the ways. And he reiterated what I had learned on the doors that it is a numbers game one in every hundred. He almost said it verbatim. And that's when I knew like destiny was kind of colliding here because I'm like, whoa, I just learned that doing something else and you have no sales background, nothing. And you're looking at it the same way. I know exactly what I got to do. Yeah. So we make some TikToks. He kind of just teaches me the bare minimum, you know, but what he, that, you know, numbers game was what I took away. Yeah. So he leaves and March of March 1st of 2020, I say, I'm going to do three TikToks a day for the next 30 days. So a hundred TikToks. Oh my hundred TikToks in a month. Okay. I hit a hundred thousand followers by the end of that month. There we go. And I'm like, we're back, baby. Yeah. We're back. I did three tick. So 20 March, 2020 to March, 2021, three TikToks, three TikToks a day for the whole year and never miss a single day. And I had about, yeah, three, three million by the next March. Oh, so in that, I have a question on that. So in that you correct me if I'm wrong no. and don't be offended anyway. I can't get you offended. cannot go make quality shit three times a day for an entire year. Mm-hmm. Right. So you in some way have to be like, okay, I'm cool. I'm just putting this out because it is, you turned it into a numbers game to the point that you, you like, 
you had to drop your pr- like. Do you know what I'm saying? Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? I had to be willing there to be cringy. Had, yeah, there. Had, yeah, ex- yeah. You said it right. But you here's said the thing. It. You said it. So I knew that. I'm like, and I know. How I can't did you make, do that? I can make one quality, and I can have two throwaways. Okay. Here's what's funny. I am only where I am because of the throwaways. Because some of those just probably blew because up. Because those worked. Those Which worked. Is, that's so crazy. So, for example, me and my my brother gets home from his mission, uh, Zaring. Mr. Zaring. And he he wants to be in film too. We kind of had that same that same knack. And I go, dude, can you just like, let's just show up a couple hours a day. Well, first off, I was working a full-time job. And here's an excuse for the people that say, I want to do X, but I have X, right? Yeah. So I want to do something, but I have a job in the way. Yep. I created this schedule called the nine to five, five to nine. And in the nine to five, five to nine, you go do your nine to five. Mm-hmm. And from five to nine, you do what you want to do. You yep. do what you're working towards. So I five to nine, that. I would film and edit TikToks. And to go back to the throwaways that what, what made me who I am is because we had two, we had two bangers planned, me and my brother mm-hmm. that we were filming. Then these were, these were videos that were getting a lot of views at the time. Yeah. And we had no idea what that third one was. And we were literally sitting there and I'm like, I'm going to make some lunch. And we had some old spaghetti. So I'm like heating up the spaghetti for us to eat. And my little brother, my little brother goes, how come your, how do your white Tesla seats never stain? There's your, there's your video. I'm like, are you shitting me? Let's go outside. And I throw spaghetti spaghetti sauce (laughs) all over my white Tesla seats. First video to hit, hit 10 million. It hit a million within I mean, minutes, like under an hour, hit a million views. Yeah. I mean, that you, you can go back and scroll. That thing has like a million shares, bro. Yeah. And it was a throwaway post. Yeah. Like it was kind of crazy to like watch. Nowhere. Yeah. You know, and it's one of those videos that makes people mad and whatever. But yeah. I, we, we ran with that. We tested. I mean, we've done red wine. We've done Sharpie. We've done oil. We've done bacon grease. We've done literally everything to those seats. And spoiler alert, it never stains, but we don't show that part. Yeah. So we, yeah, that was kind of the the spaghetti video got me from like a hundred K to like 500 K within, you know, maybe a week or two. That's so And so now I'm like, now I'm like, okay, I'm on the map and I have the consistency down. Now I just need to run, 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 run. Yeah. Now you got eyes. You got to go freaking. So I kind of became, uh, if you remember in 2020, it was like, what are you the CEO of? Yep. You remember that? Like that CEO of hats, CEO of, yep. so I was the CEO of Tesla and that's what they kind of knew me for initially. And yeah, we would just do funny skits with the, with the Tesla, you know, and it turned, so the throwaway, so remember how my strategy was one banger, two throwaways. Yep. It turned into three bangers because they were just all about Tesla and that's what people knew me for. Yep. So that's kind of how I did the quality to quantity, right? It was yep. one banger, two throwaways. Then if the throwaways were easy enough, you know, those can turn into bangers. That's awesome. And then, yeah, man, the home alone, the home alone joke came probably a year and a half in again. Yeah. I was down and out. I had no ideas left. And I posted this video, selfie video. Cause right. I'm just trying to speed. I'm just trying to get something out. Post a selfie video saying Michael Jackson was my babysitter. And then it cut to a picture of Macaulay Culkin and Michael Jackson. Yeah. We're talking like 35 million views That's and a million ins- and a million followers overnight. Jesus. I have a question for you on this. So you're so... And I do kind of want to talk about this because I haven't talked about it enough. I want to hear I want to hear this. And then I want to... Like, there's a few other things on the list too I want to hear. But like, in the middle of it, just to get this off my chest. Yeah. You're in that world. Yeah. 
does the stuff you're saying still sound a little crazy to you, even though you're in that world? Because to me, I'm like, what? I'm like, like a home alone joke. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you're throwing like what? But it's so like it's it's so legit, and that's it's a super new wave in in comparison to a lot of other ways. But it's very real. Yeah, like these guys, like I I I know people, and Zoe was probably one of the first ones I ever knew. That was like a job. Yeah, and like she treated it like a career and that's why she's done what she's done obviously right which is amazing and then people are doing that now and it's really hard to wrap your head around if you're not in the space does it still sound crazy to you dude i mean in today's world probably not as crazy two years ago the fact that i was making these dumb little jokes and brands were just like 10 grand eight eight grand yeah like these dumb jokes it just it didn't make sense it but obviously i'm part of it it is crazy like when i tell somebody that throwing spaghetti on my Tesla turned into a career. Yeah. They, they don't believe it. Right. Yeah. And I think the point there is you, what you make important becomes important. So for yep. me, getting content out and entertaining people was very important to me. Mm. I didn't really care how I did it or I kind of let the world decide yep. what I was going to, what, why I was going to be known why for. Why you were going to blow up. You, you know? were going to give them everything and they're going to choose and then you're going to run Seriously. With it. And, and do not scroll to the bottom of my TikTok. It is a deep, dark place. Do not do it. Everybody watching here. Have you do- deleted any? Have you gone back never. and out of embarrassment deleted I've anything? I've never, dude. That's that is a so part of badass. me. Dude, That's it's a awesome. part of me, bro. And for whatever, whatever the hell wavelength I was on back then. Oh, it's so cringy, bro. <laughs> I've never done thirst traps though. <laughs> not once. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Right. <laughs> once someone requests it, it'll be there. But yeah, we'll, dude, it's we'll it's crazy, man. It it really is insanity. And it it just goes to show that you can do whatever you want. Yeah. For example, if my plan was like, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna if I told you before any of this that I was gonna throw spaghetti on my Tesla and I was going to make, you know, money from it, who nobody can even comprehend that. Exactly. You're like, what the you're on something. You're, you're yeah, in a what, different world. Acid. Yeah. Like what? Yes. Are you good, bro? You know? Exactly. And then and then it happens. And yeah, you you just have you just have to make it important. Really cool. And I think that sheds a really cool light. So first off, thank you. And thank you for also being vulnerable enough to admit, like, yeah, there were some there was some cringy cringy stuff. Because sometimes I mean, stuff I do today it, is cringe. Sometimes looking at stuff, you're like, oh, they don't realize like how cringy that is. But no, like in your situation absolutely you realize but that's that's your that's what's important what you make yeah. is important becomes important that's sick okay yeah. so resume sorry i had to i don't I had know where to go i was just down. are we talking tiktok now TikTok, talking TikTok story? The joke, yeah the joke the home alone joke blew you up you had a few big blow-ups Dude, along yeah. the way home, home alone joke blew up and i became daddy kevin for a time that was my, all my comments we're talking hundreds of thousands of comments daddy kevin daddy kevin daddy kevin daddy kevin and i was on to it pretty early that they were going to know me for that. So I had to really pivot. So now we only hit the home alone joke on Christmas. Every Christmas I I gain a million followers every Christmas. That's amazing. So last Christmas was a little short. The two Christmases before a million followers. Like, I mean, it's, it's like clockwork. So we kind of saved that joke because it's too good, bro. I look just like Kevin. You do. You look just like it's too damn good. It's so funny. One, that movie is so ingrained in our lives and everyone's, everyone's that it's just fun. It's just fun to pull out for, for Christmas. We don't do, we don't do it ever during the year, but yeah, man, like, so, okay. So here was the plan. And I want to backtrack to like the job thing. I have a job and my TikTok's building and it's kind of like, 
you know, the, the company's blowing up. So we're at like 60 employees and it, you know, there's these inklings like London's this, this TikToker outside of work. Right. Yeah. And nobody liked it. Nobody yep. was on TikTok. None of my, none of my, uh, colleagues had, had profiles. Yep. They were maybe starting to scroll. Yeah. They didn't, no, nobody posted, you, you know, and I was just, I was just early, bro. I was early. It's like the forbidden fruit. <laughs> really Holy is. shit. And uh, so cool story. I hire, I hired this girl named Stefania to be an account manager at, at the agency. She's now been my assistant since, for the past three years. Yeah. But she, somebody had said, you, you know, to her that London has a big TikTok, and she didn't believe me for like six months of working together at yeah. the ad agency. Finally, finally I show her this video. I'm like, yo, this is popping off. And she, and you know, she saw it. And I think I was at 400 K at the time. So my boss pulls me in and he's like, Hey, I just heard about this TikTok thing, like 500,000 followers. That is no, that's no joke. Like what's the plan here? And I said, you know, I was pretty open with my bosses and I was like, I'm going to quit at a million yeah. and no boss likes to hear that. Yeah. And I didn't realize that. Cause that's just like, I'm going to squeak by here until I hit a million. Exactly. Even though I didn't do that. Exactly. So a million's approaching a couple of months after that, we're at like 900 K and they bring me in again. They're like, Hey, are, are you still planning on leaving once this hits a million? And I'm like, yes. And they're like, okay, why don't we just give a date right now? So this was probably September that we had this conversation. I said, it'll probably hit a million by October. Yeah. So let's do October 15th or no, it was October 8th. Let's do October 8th. will be my last day. They're like, perfect. You know? We're bros. Me and me and the yeah, guys that's who cool started. The that's a really cool way to handle We're it. We're bros. They sides. yeah. They really wanted me to fly, and they, you know, when you hit a million on something, you gotta run with it for a little bit. You gotta you gotta go test it out. So they were really cool on letting me go until this happened. And this is the story of how I accidentally quit my job on Good Morning America. Oh, perfect. It was bad, bro. So you remember Trump was trying to take down TikTok. Yes. End of end of. Uh, 2021, yep. I believe. End of 2021, yep. he's trying to take down TikTok. And my dad, having all his connections to the news, he's like, hey, you should interview my son. He almost has a million followers on TikTok. And get the TikToker's perspective, right? Because the government is just trying to take down this app. What they don't see is the lives that, yeah. you know, the livelihood it's providing, right? Yep. So I go on this huge spree. I mean, we're talking Fox News, Fox and Friends, Good Morning America, CNN, mm-hmm. KSL. <laughs> like, this is crazy. And they're just interviewing me. Like, so what in do you essence, think? it was you versus Trump. It was me versus Trump, bro. And you took and him I, down. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and so I get on Good Morning America and it was a recorded interview, meaning they were going to go back and edit it. So it was this really long winded interview. I mean, I said a ton of shit in this interview that never made it right. Yeah. And I said a lot of good things. And the only thing they cared about was this one sentence that I said. It was the pretty much the only thing that made it on air. TikTok provided enough for me to quit my job. I don't remember saying it. I didn't plan on saying it. Oh. It wasn't true yet because the owners knew that I, right, we had that private conversation. Yeah. That I had quit my job. Yeah. The company didn't. And I was an executive at the time and I was managing like 30 to 40 employees. Oh, None dude, of them knew. So messy. You know, I'm their leader. And here I am on live TV. So I wake up, you know, butt crack of dawn to watch my segment on Good Morning America. And that the headline, TikToker quits his executive job because of the money he's made from TikTok. Oh my gosh. That was the only, t- that was the only time I've had like a grown ass man like yell at me. 
you know, my bosses. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. Rightfully like, so. But dude, but that's looking so, back, so and we've, twisted. And we've so... talked, we've talked since, and we laugh. Like, how badass of a story is that? That's amazing. <laughs> you accidentally. Uh, how unique on, is that? That's yeah, amazing, like, dude. So funny. And, you know, my boss said something. He was a really wise dude. And he said something that kind of stuck with me. He's like, look, I'm going to laugh about this in a year, but right now we've got an issue. Yeah. And literally a year from that phone call, because I checked, I called him. I said, can we laugh now? He knew exactly what I was talking about. And he's like, dude, that was one of the most badass things that I've ever experienced. That's you quit amazing. your job on live TV. He's like, that's, that's amazing. amazing. You know? Yeah. So we've got that kind of relationship now. Right. But so I finally quit my job and then, yeah, it just kind of turns into a sales game. I, yeah. I kind of know exactly what I got to do. I start every Monday. I would DM a hundred brands. And I would say, Hey, I'm a TikToker. Are you guys doing anything on TikTok? I mean, it was the wild west. Yeah. Everybody wanted to get on TikTok. They didn't know what to do. No one knew what was going on. So I was having, you know, I was having some, some months where we were closing like 50 grand in, in, in brand deals and stuff. And I was just pumping out content for, for brands. And, and it's, that's been able to supply pretty much every project I've ever wanted to do is, you know, my brand partnerships. So rad. And, um, you know, most people, here, here's something else I want to, I wanted to say is when you look at like Mr. Beast, like you obviously know Mr. Beast, when Absolutely. you look at Logan Paul, when you look at Jake Paul, any of these big, do you have like a favorite YouTuber creator or is someone you look up to or entertained by? I like the Nelk boys. Nelk I boys. Like, okay. I, honestly, the Pauls have, they've grown on me big time, but I like the Nelk boys. Which by the way, did you just watch their Israel video last night? Yes, I did. So that group that took them, mm-hmm. Uri, Sarah, and Leah, do you, uh, did you see the part where Steiny DM'd the girl and she was yes, like, where you're yes, at? So yes, that's yes. Leia. So this is a group. That's I was Leia. There, that's Leia. Okay. This is a group. I was their very first influencers that very first influencer that they took to Israel. No way. Yeah. We, see that's did, pimp. Yeah. I, I did it. I, I did I Israel last year. So I was like on cloud nine. They told me three months ago that Nelk was coming out and I was like, you guys are going to make it dude. Nelk are on fire. Okay. Let's talk about Nelk boys and why they are who they are. It is so counterintuitive. This is an idea you've probably never heard. The only reason why the biggest creators are the biggest creators is not because of their creativity. It is not because of how good they are at editing. It is not because of how funny they are. It is not any of these things that make up their content mm-hmm. is because they are good salespeople. Mm-hmm. 100%. And that's because in order to th- survive in content creation, you have to sell brand deals. You need money. So you need money. Yep. But also you need to sell your fans on why they should follow you. And the people that have the biggest following is because they're better salespeople. Mm-hmm. So next time you're down on yourself for not being creative or not having the best camera gear or not being able to afford a microphone, you should seriously look inward and become a salesperson. Yeah. And then your content will start will start thriving. Yeah. And once I figured that out, uh, you know, that's when I went from three to nine million pretty quickly. Yeah. Is how can I sell myself better? And that also it also takes away like how many people are so talented at content creation and they try for years or months and they never get traction and they keep perfecting their craft and don't go and work on the side that'll drive revenue, which allows you to go and right, which allows you to go and, and, and just the principles of sales, like go, go provide more value than you take. That's the first secret. Exactly. Go be bold. Go understand the law of averages like that. Like those are sales principles not necessarily content creation principles. And for 100%. there's so many people that want to be in that space. And that's why I do that. I'm telling Yeah. It's crazy. Everyone listening, you've now had <laughs> multi-billion dollar business owners. You guys have had professional athletes. You've had now 
top content creators, TikTokers, influencers on the planet come out and say sales is the secret to it. It really is. It right? really is. And, and so and it's, it's that's so it kind of sucks to say because salespeople are like, oh, yeah, they get so jazzed about it. And everyone, <laughs> the, the second, the hard part is too, the second you say sales, it's just like TikTok. You say TikTok, you think cringe. You say sales, you think you so car salesman. Exactly. Like sleazy, the like, no, like the laws behind the laws sales. Behind, yeah. The energy, yeah, the, the, the passion. Because what a, what a sale is at its core, it's a transfer of emotion or energy from one person to another. That's all a sale is. Exactly. At the end of the day, at the core, that's what a sale is. So if you can figure out how to do that through your craft, that's when you go through find Through your success. energy, yeah. Yeah, 100%. So I look at the Nelk boys. I mean, and now it's kind of crystal clear. They have Happy Dad and they sell hundreds of millions of dollars worth of this thing. It's like, you think their creativity is selling cans? No. You think their pranks are selling cans? No, they're good salespeople. Yep, yep. They understand it. Exactly. So once, yeah, I, I like that you said there's a lot of creators who just grind it. You know, they've got the grind, they got the consistency and they never get traction. Yeah. It's like, you're too focused on creativity. Yeah. That's part of it. But sales is more important. Selling yourself is more important. Exactly. So, yeah, man, we've, we've done, we've just done the craziest things. Can we get into, I have a good sales story. Yes. Uh, good sales absolutely. Story. We're open for story. I mean, dude, I didn't even notice. I looked at the clock. We've been talking an hour. So being respectful of everyone's oh, time, damn. we'll wrap yeah. it up at some point, but rock with stories. Let's, I will tell you if we got to end it or they'll, they'll just cut no, me off. No, please cut me so, off. Yeah, you go. Let's keep rocking for real. These two guys. They will. They'll cut you off. They're hard. Um, well, first off, Tanner, can we, I always bring presents. Tanner, can we get Zach some small Shut brain up. stuff? Yeah. Shut up. So me and Tanner just started a new, a new company called small brain. So my, my motto is small brain, big dreams, <laughs> because there are so many defining aspects to your success other than being smart. Yeah. And I want kids, uh, it's a funny name, small brain, but I want kids to realize that intelligence is not the only factor of success. So, That's so true. Uh, here's our white. This is the back. Let's go. I, small I, thought brain might, merch. I thought you might vibe a little Absolutely, bit with this. Bro. This is our black. We haven't launched these yet. That's the shirt you're wearing right now. You guys uh, saw yeah, the logo. I, I, I was going to ask on, you what it was. Uh, Tanner's got on the black one. Um, I love it, bro. Yeah, Thank man. you. That, yeah, that is so badass. I appreciate that. For, that's the second gift actually I've ever gotten. We got amazing. The, wherever the Nicole salts are, we have the Nicole <laughs> salts. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cool. He's a cool dude. He is. He's the coolest. Thank you. So kind of just the last story I'll, I'll wrap up with. And is, I love the concept. I'm sorry. Cause I oh, want you to tell me yeah, the story. Yeah. I love that concept. And I think that's so important. And like to, to like a very quick surface level, like when I'm going and I go to, I pay a lot of money to go to these conferences, these business conferences, everything like that. And then I, I'm in a coaching where I go and I coach and I train. And like, we just recently ran a training where it's like, there's three pillars to success. I'm about to give the quickest Please. surface level explanation of this. Maybe we'll do a whole solo episode on this. Three pillars to success. First one, state. Second one, story. Third one, strategy. Right. And brain is full strategy. And typically that gets most of our attention. How right. am I going to do it? How right. good am I at it? What's the quality of this? And then people forget to think about state and story. And of yeah. your success, 90% of it is made up state and story. Yeah. So like your dream is your state and story. Yeah. Right. And your brain yeah. is your strategy. So like you can go have a very small brain. You have to have a brain, right? You got to have, you got to have it. It's one of the three pillars, obviously, yeah. but it's only 10%. You go figure out your dream and you go figure out your vision. You go figure out how to communicate that and transfer that emotion or energy to someone. You're unstoppable. Yeah. 100%. I just see you know, my audience swings a little younger, Yep. you know, that like 13 to 18 year old range. Yep. And I, I, kids come up to me, you know, we'll be at Disneyland, we'll be at the grocery store, whatever. And 
they they'll be like, I'm, I just don't do good at school. So I can't do good at anything else. Yeah. And so that's kind of, that's, it's funny. It's a really cool, we're, we're coming out with a lot of really cool products, uh, namely these shirts to start with, but yeah, man, there's so many other factors that will I make you it. more successful than I how smart it. you are. Cause I'm dumb. I was almost built, you know, I almost had to go back to high school when I was 22 or 21. You know? I love it. So, uh, this is kind of near and dear to me. People make fun of the name and I like that, you know? Yep. So, okay. Gr- my greatest sales story of all time, how I landed the Grammys. So for viewers that don't know, I get hired by the Grammys to go do TikTok content on the red carpet, interview all their artists and just help them go viral on, on TikTok. Yep. And my dad, my dad knows the CEO of the recording Academy, which owns the Grammys. Mm-hmm. And you know, the CEO was already bought in. He obviously friends, you know, ah, yep. yeah, your kid's big on TikTok. He understands it. Let's bring him in. The marketing team could have given two shits yep. about who I was, who my dad was, who the CEO was. They're, they're so, you know, tunnel visioned on making a good event. So I pitched them this whole, this whole idea about how to, you know, get them on TikTok, get them started, how, how we're going to have the highest views yep. Grammys has ever seen on social media. Right. Yep. And the girl, you know, the girl's like, yeah, you know, this sounds interesting, but again, we're just on different wavelengths. They just don't get it. Right. Yep. And she goes, I, I, I love the idea, London. I really do, but I've got to talk to my boss. There's a butt in there. Yep. There's a boss. I'm like, yeah, no worries. Go pitch it to him, which huge lesson. You have to pitch. Speak to the boss. You have to pitch, right? So yep. she goes and pitches the boss. The boss likes it. And then the boss goes, well, I've got to talk to my boss, who is the executive of marketing at CBS. Oh, perfect. So this guy's like, you know. It's just escalating baller, baller, Right? Just some guy that you don't know his name, but he has a billion dollars. Yep. And I guess within seconds, he said, No. TikTok isn't ready. It's too early. So this was two years ago. TikTok isn't ready, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I'm in Israel on that trip and I get the no, right? I get the email. I actually got like a voice memo from the team and they're like, yeah, you know, sorry, but uh, we're we're not doing it. We're not doing this partnership. And I go, so who was the, you know, who said no? Like who, just who was it? And, you know, they say the name. I don't even remember. And I go, can I talk to him? And their faces were like, this guy is scary, London. You don't want to talk to him. You're going to get chewed up and spit out. And I go, if you never ask, the answer is always no. Exactly. I say, just ask for a 10-minute meeting on on Zoom. Yeah. And so I went to bed that night, woke up, and they were like, can you meet today? So within like 24 hours, the dude had said yes. So I'm like, okay, clearly there's a little bit of interest. Yep. My only goal going into this call. So again, think outside of the box. Most people's goal would be like present this slideshow. Yeah. Show the ROI. My goal was to make this dude laugh. So I get on the call and we immediately. Because I don't, what a sale is a transfer of emotion. Exactly. You got it. So I, all I wanted him to see was that was my energy and that I was funny. And then he, I was hoping he would see the value of me on the red carpet. Yeah. We start shooting the shit on this on this call. My 10 minutes is up. We haven't talked a single detail about the Grammys. I haven't told him what I want to do. I haven't told him how much I want to be paid. I I haven't told him any of the plans. And we just, I, I just made him laugh. You connected with him. I'm like, here, here's my intro line. I was like, what is an executive like yourself even doing talking to a dumbass TikToker like me? 
And he's like, <laughs> he loved that. He just loved that. You he know, that. he knew I, he knew I was just kind of, I think you were better at sales than you, than you thought. You probably just needed a product to get stoked on. I think you were that, better than well, you yeah, thought. That, that, no, that's facts. And, um, I say, look, it was so good to meet you. If anything, good luck with everything. Let me know what you think. And yeah, within, within two weeks we had contract payment. Um, <laughs> And yeah, now I'm kind of the guy, right? Yep. I, I didn't know if I was going to get the job again this year. Got the job again. and Which is big time. Like yeah. first ever. Yeah, it was cool. So cool. So, so cool. Kind of kind of set that up for, for myself. But yeah, uh, big, big lesson there. Sell it yourself. Don't ever let anybody pitch what you want to do. Yep. To the person you got to pitch to. Exactly. You you got to talk to the boss. The salesman has to talk to the boss. Otherwise, there's no, it's there's no middleman. It's hard. 100%. Hard. Dude, I love that. So, gosh, man, seriously, looking at the time, like, holy crap, it flew no by. Worries, I want to be respectful. We, no. we do a lot of part twos. So cool. absolutely count on that. The cool. stories are my favorite things to hear. People are going to absolutely love that. So kind of the, the way we, we like to wrap it up is. So the, the podcast is called Today's the Day and kind of the preface of that and like the root of it and the reason we went with Today's the Day, it wasn't like, oh, this looks really cool. It's a cool brand. It's like, no, no, no. What Today's the Day is, is it's, it's early on I had mentors that helped me just go and look at life a certain way. Like, and I, I, I approached life with this perspective of like, this is kind of all I got right now is all I got. Like I learned be where your feet are very early and I'm not yeah. perfect and I don't always display it, but I know it and I believe it. And like, I learned to be where my feet are. And if you live that way, regardless of what you're doing, which that is why that's who we bring on and who we allow to come on is people who really go and embody that. Like you going and creating the nine to five, five to nine, you could have very well been like, I'm going to work this job for this long. I'm going to put off my actual mm -hmm. dream of doing this. No, 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 you just made it work. Mm -hmm. Right. And you, you lived as though that's all you got. Cause at the end of the day, that is, you have no idea what tomorrow is. You have no idea if you've right. got tomorrow. So like Correct. today's the day. So the, my, my last question, kind of my favorite one to go and ask and wrap it up on, I know you've touched on this a ton, so you can reiterate yourself yeah. or however you choose, but like a lot of people watching this go and get stuck in autopilot and they live as though they have countless days, countless hours, so on and so forth. And that's why they don't go accomplish much yeah. compared to what they would want to. Right. Cause a lot of people have dreams and they never go do it. Right. So, so what would you say, like, what advice would you have to someone to go and live though, as though today is the day, like, this is what you've got, go make it happen. What, what advice would you have? Analysis paralysis. Have you heard this term? Will Smith, baby, the book. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. So the reason you're stuck and the reason you're not getting closer to your dream, the reason why today isn't the day for you is because you're too worried about analyzing the task. Yep. I want to. I want to sell 500 accounts this summer. The only way you're going to do that is by knocking doors, right? Yep. The only way you're going to do that is selling. It's not your calendar. It's not your journal. Those things are good. Mm -hmm. I think those things are more pro it might be the It might be a top 10 journal. Yeah. We dropped no. a journal. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay, Keep, going. Okay, yeah. Keep going. You're absolutely Purchase. right. <laughs> uh, I am purchasing you too. So stop analyzing the task when you don't even know how to get there yet. Yep. And so for me, I knew I wanted to be a big content creator. And for way too long, I was analyzing. I was writing scripts. I was writing plans. Yeah. When I should have been filming. And the second I just went out and filmed and forgot all that, like stopped journaling, yeah. stopped putting things on my calendar, stopped analyzing myself, stopped worrying about my hair and my teeth, my clothes. Yeah. And just filmed. Yep. I got over my analysis paralysis and, and, and that's why I'm, I'm here today. A hundred percent. Like you only have so much energy in a day. And if you mental energy in a day. And if you spend 
all day thinking about something. That's that's analysis paralysis. And the book Will is a phenomenal. There's I didn't even know that he has a book. He has didn't a book know that. called analysis Will, No, no, no. Will Smith has a book called Will. Will. Okay. And, he and talks one of the that. biggest, like like most impactful, like when his career catapulted was when there was like they were at like a birthday party type event. I'm gonna butcher this story, so go read the book. But they're <laughs> like a birthday party type event. This guy's trying to put together the show. Um why did I just totally blank on his biggest show ever? Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince, duh. The Fresh Prince, right? And like they have they have like all the right people in a room, but it's a birthday party. This one guy, like he just starts screaming. Everyone's drunk, gets everyone into a room that needs to be in the room to make this decision, gets his lawyer in there to write the contracts. Oh, and he's like, we're doing this. Like we're doing it. And Will and everyone that's a part of it's like, no, no, no. Like let's put this, let, like, yeah, let's, let's think, think about, about it. it. Let's analyze it. And he just starts yelling analysis by paralysis. Like we're not going to suffer from that. And every, like, and they got it done. That's how Dude, the Fresh Prince came to epic. be. I could have totally botched that. So someone go fact check me no, on no, that. No, but, but that is in the book. The sentiment that, behind it exactly. is Exactly. So I, I love that. And I think that's phenomenal. And dude, again, first and foremost, most importantly, thank you so much for your time. Oh, appreciate you, you, your nuggets and, and everything, man. Like thank seriously, that this, this is gold for everybody listening. We appreciate you big time. And then for everybody listening, thank you guys. Appreciate y'all. Sign with Zach. He is the best at sales. Vivint is the best. You can do it. You can do- Good luck, everybody. <laughs> we'll see you around. I love it. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Um, As always, it was a blast for me. I hope you got something out of this. If you got something out of this video of value, share this with a friend and please go show your love. We're on all streaming platforms, including YouTube, Spotify, and Apple. Any ratings, comments, likes, shares, they go a very long way and they make it so I can keep doing these things for you. And I would appreciate it greatly. So please go share with a friend. Until next time.